Welcome to the Sales Talent Recruitment Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. In this CPSA Recruitment and Talent Podcast, we'll talk about rewarding performance and the steps recommended to recognize success in sales. Many experts agree that long-time, one-size-fits-all sales compensation practices probably hurt business sales, including caps on commissions that many large companies use and the timing of when bonuses are received. These practices decrease the motivations and efforts of high-performing salespeople. More customized and complex reward systems are the way to go. And even though making a compensation system more complex has its downsides, many companies have done so to attract the different types of salespeople they need to succeed while improving retention. That's why there are many key steps when creating the right sales compensation plan, including the right balance of salary and incentives, overall design, deciding on what to pay out on and when, and also including non-monetary incentives, and of course measuring what produces the best results for the business while retaining the top salespeople. Our guest today is Rob Catalano. Rob is a marketing professional, entrepreneur, speaker, blogger, and social media influencer. He is passionate about helping companies succeed by leveraging technology to make employees successful. As a founding employee, Rob spent the past 10 years at Achievers, leading marketing in the company's global expansion in three different countries until its acquisition last year. With his unique experience in HR technology, Rob co-founded Toronto-based WorkTango, a platform that helps managers build authentic relationships and trust with their employees and teams. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. Rob, thank you so much for being on the CPSA Recruitment and Talent Podcast. Before we dive into the rest of the show, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do today? Sure. So uh, currently, I've actually uh, just recently co-founded a, a new company called Work Tango. It's basically helping companies get insights and feedback from their employees on a regular basis, really more in the HR tech space. And that was kind of a spawn of, uh, of where I was uh, 10 years previously at a, a Canadian startup called Achievers, kind of from the start to the end. And in that world, I was really more in the sales and marketing uh, space, uh, obviously uh, focused on marketing uh, from a front-end standpoint, but obviously joined at the hip from the sales organization. So a lot of uh, insight in terms of uh, that world and even having some of the, the teams lead up to marketing. Uh, before that was uh, really just more on the, uh, on the marketing agency side of things. So I've kind of done a lot in the last uh, 15 or 20 years, my gosh. But, uh, but a lot of surrounded around the sales and marketing space. Let's kind of talk now about what does the right incentive plan mean for salespeople, right? Because it's, it's not always easy to get right. And depending on the, where you're at with the business, whether it's startup, you know, high growth, um, established organization, there's different phases, attributes of each of those stages and what makes a difference in attracting and retaining the right salespeople. So just where do you start? How do you, how do you get this incentive plan right? Yeah, so I think uh, the, the real starting point is not with the sales team, but it's with the company. And what I mean by that is sales leaders really need to start asking themselves, what's the most important goal that the company needs to achieve? And then aligning the incentive plan with it. 
So for example, you know, are you trying to add new logos? Are you, and, and you know, really improve your customer accounts? Is profitability really important to you? Is it more on gaining market share or the success of your current customers? You may just be doing new product distribution, whatever it is, but once you've identified the goal, then ask yourself, how can the sales compensation plan be aligned with that objective? And you mention it because it really depends on the stage of your company. You know, startups, for example, may be very focused on acquisition and incenting based on that. Um, but if you have a large company, your incentive plan starts looking at things like more nurturing those customers and renewals and, and, and those types of items. Um, and based on that, I think you must also think about what roles should have sales incentive plans. Too often people think just about acquisition and those hunters. But what about the SDRs in your organization, the account management teams, or people that create retentions? You know, there's really not just the hunters you need to be thinking about, it's the farmers from a sales incentive plan as well. Um, so those are the things I, I really start. But after you get through understanding how sales is going to impact the goals in the business, I think it's starting to look at what other levers really matter for your business. So from a timing standpoint, how does compensation and timing in terms of compensating your salespeople, how does that relate to how long it takes to get customer payback, right? You may want to incent based on payment terms or length of contracts. So I think that's one of the levers you need to look at and also margins, right? You need to understand where you start hitting positive margins when it comes to compensation and you know, don't let your sales team sell anything if the margins aren't there or don't comp them right away. So just other things to think about other than just you know, what that compensation percentage uh, looks like and feels like. And I think that the last thing that comes to mind is everyone thinks of you know sales compensation just as commission, but is it you know is it just salary uh, plus commission? Is it commission only? Are there accelerators? Are there bonuses? Is there non-monetary rewards? I mean, there's this whole list of things that people really need to think about and plan, uh, especially as their organization evolves and and really re uh, reconsidering it every you know, every six to six to twelve months in terms of where you're at. So I know there's a lot there, but uh, I guess that's really meant to show there's a lot to think about before just diving into a simple incentive plan. In particular, a couple of things that I wanted just to underscore is looking at what, what is it that you're selling and, and, the, and the margins of that, whatever that product and service is. I mean, I think that's especially critical at any part of a business's uh, life cycle, but particularly in the startup phase when you're just, when you're really trying to figure out what the heck is it that we're trying to sell and what is that price point supposed to be and how are we going to compensate those salespeople? And, and not only that, you, and the other thing that you mentioned that I know is extremely critical, at least in the space that you and I are quite familiar with in the enterprise software space is rewarding those uh, account managers, those account executives, those people that are handling the customers on an ongoing basis uh, that ensuring that they renew their business number first and foremost, and that they're happy and staying happy. You need to reward those individuals as well. I think that's something that we don't talk a lot about when we talk about sales compensation. And I think that's important to underscore. Yeah, actually, I mean, at my time at Achievers, I spent a couple of years leading what we called our customer success team. And we went to a point where we saw these missed opportunities to, you know, to incent and also highlight the importance of not just making these customers happy and renewing, but upselling certain new you know, tools or, uh, or length of contracts, etc. And then once we actually put concentrated effort on doing that, uh, it, it changed the game in terms of what we were doing with our current customers, the growth levels, and uh, um, something we actually didn't even consider early on. But in our growth phase, we had customers there, and there's an opportunity we wanted to dive into. Um, 
actually, one thing you also mentioned that I think is interesting is uh, on the margin side of things. Everyone talks about margins and numbers and you know pen to paper from a contract standpoint, mm -hmm. but also how do you incent people to sell the right deals? Because we know when our sales organization sells us deals that aren't in the box or those customers leave in three months, at the end of the day, that's more painful for the company. So consider things like, are there clawbacks if a customer leaves in three months? You know, if you align them to sell in the box and sell the right deals, the salesperson will be better for it. The organization will be better for it. Uh, and just another consideration about selling the right thing versus just selling. Exactly. And there's, and it's not, it's not a one size fits all, right? I mean, that's, I know that's kind of a cliched phrase, but it's really true when it comes to sales in particular. I was having another conversation in another, in another podcast with an individual talking about, you know, onboarding new salespeople and getting them to ramp quickly so they can start selling from day one. And that also is going to be highly dependent on what, what it is you are selling, what type of organization is, whether it's a B2C company or a B2B company. If you're, on, you know, if you're going to go be selling retail products, uh, that probably more than likely will have a shorter ramp time and, you, and, and the odds are you'll be able to quote unquote sell from day one. But if you work for a, a highly complex B2B company and whether it's in the software, you're selling whatever the products and services are, um, integration services, you know, for, for multinational global organizations, that's a much more complex sale at the end of the day. So do you have any, any, any quick thoughts in that regard? Because that's also going to impact the type of incentive and compensation plans that you should be providing, right? Yeah, I think, you know, when I mentioned earlier, one of those levers being timing, I mean, mm -hmm. think about it from putting yourself in the shoes of that individual salesperson. If the sales cycle of your, you know, to your point, complex B2B sale is 12, 18, 24 months, I mean, how are you going to be able to be certain that that individual is going to be paid commissions at a reasonable time frame? Like you may hire salespeople, onboard them, and they're not earning their first commission check for the first you know, year, year and a half. Um, so thinking about that, um, especially if you have longer sales cycles, has to be put in the context of how you set up these plans. And you know, to your point, you may not know right away after implementation takes another six months if this was the right deal and whether you have to have other you know variables there or clawback methods but timing does play into it not just for how long the sales cycle is but how long to actually pay these individuals what the pricing structure is if you're getting everything up front versus you know a, a monthly subscription and and again a lot plays into the timing end of it as opposed to you know again just signing it and handing over a percentage let's talk more about the metrics and measures when it comes to setting up salary levels comp plans and bonuses what should be considered when you're actually looking at the numbers? Because this is also very much a financial game. Um, you know, do we ba you base it on the total revenue that should be generated for their company? Again, we've talked a little bit about margin, getting the deal right. Uh, what else, what other metrics should be involved in setting up comp plans? Yeah, so I think you mentioned the basics, right? There's the growth of revenues, there's margins, there's, there's you know, items like that that need to be considered. Um, I also think that there's a look of, what is the split in terms of the overall impact on new sales? And I mean that by, are you just generating new sales? Are you generating renewals? Are they upsells? All those other elements of where you're going to start generating, you know, revenue or bookings or whatever you want to call it will be important in identifying that complete plan. 
Um, other things too is retention of customers, right? Do you have uh, issues with retention and need to identify different comp structures to sell the right deals versus unprofitable deals? Um, you know, uh, the other thing that comes to mind, I think we already brought about was the sales cycle length. I mean, we need to think about that. So I think there's a lot of other things that revolve around revenue and getting there. But all those other elements uh, around where revenue comes from and, and the margins behind it, I think are just, you know, I think we mentioned a lot of them already, but those are the, the main four things I think about when it comes to you know, talking compliance. Now, based on everything else that included and everything else we've talked about, Rob, what are your kind of your final two or three recommendations to ensure sales success and that top performers are retained? And let me add a little asterisk there. One thing we didn't touch on is are the non-monetary incentives that all should be a part of this. So that's a, a big two-parter question, but what are your final recommendations and how should we consider non-monetary incentives? Sure. Uh, first one that I think, and this comes sometimes with a lot of debate, is that uh, don't put caps on them, right? If you want to hire the best uh, and, you know, and make your, them successful and your company successful, don't cap them. Um, they're not going to see a huge opportunity to grow there if you start putting sales caps on it. Um, I think another one is just keep them simple. Like you shouldn't have to be a level 10 Excel wizard to figure out your comp plan. It should be pretty simple for the organization and the individual to know where they stand. Um, and then some level of immediacy, right? They should know the impact of doing something great or not. And I think that's actually a good segue into the second part about non-monetary where commission checks might take a while to get through, especially in you know, large, longer sales cycles. But what else are you doing to um, also keep them retained? Is there a recognition component? Is there a small percentage that is non-monetary um, that they can get immediately uh, from a reward standpoint? I think, again, if there's no caps, you keep them simple and there's immediacy and you can leverage non-monetary rewards to do that. Those are my recommendations to, to make your top people performing, but also keeping them in the long term. Excellent. Thank you, Rob, again, for being on the CPSA podcast. Where can we find more information about Work Tango and what you're doing today? Reach out to me and on Twitter at, at Rob Catalano or my LinkedIn profile. Be happy to hear from anyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Sales Talent and Recruitment Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.